with hello. Hello. Welcome to the Eric St. Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures from right here in the Impact Power Sports Studio. All right. Oh, my God. R- rubbing the sleep out of my eyes. Um, I have a lot of sleep in my eyes. You know, it's just it's just dried tears. Tears from laughing so much last night, for fuck's sake. My God. And, um, we uh, did the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. And uh, salt of the earth, sweetest peaches audience member, Jimmy in Portland, Maine, had shared with us another one of his cinematic masterpieces. This one called The Harwich Tale that he made uh, about 23 years ago with his wacky cousin, Paul. These two jackasses would get together and make, as Jimmy describes it, horror movies. Well, we usually, when we get our hands on them, we'll uh, run them in their entirety and then do the old mystery science theater (laughs) on the film we did that with uh jimmy's film blood moon which you know in reality there's there's all these films are horribly written horribly acted um and really don't have any plot that makes sense but what they do do is entertain the shit out of you because all of those things are true so, okay, one of the things that Jimmy has um, the expertise to do is is make, like, uh, monster faces and masks. All right? So, this is almost like just an opportunity for him to make a crazy mask and just have it jump out at you during the video. And uh, so there was about half a dozen of us. No, I should say there was a there was more than a dozen. I think it was like fifteen or sixteen of us that was sitting around watching the movie, and uh, just going over it blow by blow. And and you know, typically on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, uh, rarely is there a time that I'll be like, "Oh no, you really need to watch it." You know, I I did my best, but. You know, we definitely sacrificed the audio version of it because it's a visual medium. You you had to see what the fuck was happening in this movie. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil any of the jokes. I already have to some degree, but oh my god! Um, so that took up like pretty much the lion's share of our time last night. And uh, you know, so we had Harwich Tale. Now we've added that to blood, blood moon and then Harwich tail. And then there's also video of that. We reviewed not uh, yesterday, but in the past of Jimmy as a gorilla playing guitar or as he says, guitar, a great idea was uh, brought up from um, Aram. And that is put all of the movies on one spot on Patreon, a collection of like untouched movies where we're not making fun of them or laughing or enjoying it. So that's in the works. 
Eric Zane Show podcast, uh, Broken Promise to be sure. Jimmy did reveal that there is more that he can um, uh, share with us from his vault. And I think we may have stoked the creative juices for Jimmy in Maine to make another film. I don't know if it's a sequel to the Harwich tale or a sequel to blood moon, or maybe he's playing guitar again while dressed as a gorilla. But if we can get him to uh, keep making these amazing cinematic masterpieces, we will continue to review them. Uh, Megan is talking about something uh, that I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil anything. She's talking about something that happened uh, in in the film. That is a, a big portion of the viewing. But I I want to I want to save it. I I again keep it close to the vest because for people who have not seen this yet, I don't want to spoil anything of what's of what's coming. You know, uh, Hurricane Ashley says, I guess I'll give my 10 bucks back. I feel FOMO, fear of missing out. Oh, yeah. You, you <laughs> so it's all there for you to check out if you do decide to go that route on Patreon. It is a, uh, a special, special thing. Why did you? I think you didn't. Weren't you the one, Ashley, who um, said, I think I made some joke. And uh, I, I can't pick it up. I'm doing a show. She's calling me right now. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Can I call you later? Yeah, I love you. But I'm, I'm in the middle of something. Talking to you via the podcast. I think she fired me from po- from the Patreon. Um, and now she's probably going to fire me again because I, I, I sent her a voicemail saying, can I call you later? Um, She's probably like. She was pissed off at me for something. And then um, I think it went down the road of she she then informed me that she fired me from Patreon. I go, oh, I didn't I didn't know that. Uh, suck my dick. Fuck off. Fuck you. I love you so much. Oh, my God. I hate you. You're so good to me. You're so sweet. I love the Patreon. Fuck that stupid shit. Fuck you and fuck your Patreon. (laughs) All right. Prior to that. Okay. Now this, I am going to play a clip. But there's a lot to get into. We did Who Are These Zanes? Ben and I... Did who are these Zanes? And uh, Ben had the lion's share of the clips. It was uh, my December 28, 1993 interview with Ted Nugent. And the only thing I'm going to share with you from this moment in time is Ben made a supercut or a montage of all of my stupid, phony, barbaric chuckles and laughs as Ted Nugent was talking during this interview. Let's go to that 
Right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> awful. God awful. Absolutely miserable. Chris D. Uh was nice enough to uh, get some screen grabs from that show. Look at that wince. Ben laughing in my face. Are you kidding me? Oh, boy, that is uh, that is impressive. Also, I forgot to mention this. On the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, if you watch the, uh, while we were reviewing Jimmy's uh, video, Daniel, Daniel K, I think it's, it's pronounced Kem. We don't see him all the time on there. Great guy. Nice sense of humor. Um, I noticed, <coughs> excuse me. I noticed that at one point um, we could see his shirtless chest and what looked like the shower. And um, I go, uh, what's up? He goes, yeah, I just got out of the shower. I'm thinking, oh, okay. And now this is, this is a little weird because you can very easily just like, um, still listen to the show, but just shut off your camera. But maybe he didn't know that. And he positions the camera it's looking at him so we can see that oh and you're like from the from the uh uh, neck up we can see then he positions it in a way that we see his whole torso and i think we may have seen the base of his of his twig it went so low i mean you know how like um uh south of the belly button You've got that zone that kind of uh, funnels down to like the 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 dick area, and and he's in pretty good shape, so it would have been like nice dick for all of you ladies or guys who are into dick. I am not, as you know, I'm only about uh, I don't know eight or nine percent gay. But yeah, we uh, and he, I think I got I've, I got the impression that um. He kind of knew what he was doing. I think he was intentionally tantalizing us with Dick in a weird way. Tyler says that that guy, Eric Zaitunian, was probably licking his teeth. Oh, my God. You're not kidding. Holy shit. Uh, That reminds me. I meant to get into this the other day oh, your voice was back on and, uh, and did not. After I was talking on the show about um, when the day I got fired from BBL, because yesterday was the five-year fireversary, and we watched that video of me where they I got invited into the TV station the day I got fired, and I was talking on there, and I was 
whenever I'm uh, like in that mode, I'm always like super flamboyant and my arms are moving everywhere. And I'm, I, I make these faces like I'm really into dick. Hyper, herky-jerky, and I'm wearing this bright turquoise shirt. And um, some of my gays, my friends of mine that are gay, say, Hey, dude, you totally look like you're ready for dick. So, uh, and in that uh, period of time, I was also super skinny. And I described myself as looking like I had just got liberated from uh, Auschwitz concentration camp. Um, Chris said, Hey, I, there's also a video of you when you signed on that radio station that you need to play. He says, it's also full of Eric Zane, um, uh, uh, gayness. So I want to get into that. This is, um, okay. So I was fired February of 16. This is April of 2016. I had just signed on on BBL and I in that show I had described the timeline from getting fired uh, from getting busted and getting in trouble or whatever the fuck I did to actually getting fired and uh, all I had to do was tell that story and everybody turned on free beer and hot wings and I don't know what part of it they didn't like but um they didn't like a, they definitely didn't like it. And then that was the end of the relationship. As soon as I signed on and said, yeah, uh, this happened, this happened and this happened, which all was true. Um, Greg and Chris look like the shitheads that they are and Steve and, uh, and Joe for that matter. And, um, they, they went ape shit. And then that was the end of the relationship. Um, this is that video story where, I'm not playing it because of that. I'm playing it because of how gay I am. Your voice was back on West Michigan Radio this morning. Eric Zane, who was fired from the Free Beer and Hot Wings show in February, launched his new show at a new station this morning. Eric Zane says his goal is to be the number one show in the morning. <laughs> Holy shit. I think I finished in like 19th place. And that is what he's working toward. He also revealed his side of the story for the first time about why he was fired. There was much speculation. That's Julius. And behind him is Julius's girlfriend in that uh, produ uh, producer's booth. After he was let go, that it was because of some. Okay, there's me. And there's my morning show co-host for six days, Kyle. Yeah, that was weird. I was in that, see where I'm seated right there? That's where I was when I got the Facebook message from Andrew Cloud Kicker, which I have no idea if that's a real name or a fake name. I'm assuming it was a, a, an alias, which gave me all I needed to know to put me into an anxiety-filled fit and also meant that it was no longer going to be Kyle on this show anymore because I took the message and the information that I learned from Andrew cloud kicker. And I said, Hey, uh, is this all true about you? Uh, yeah, it is. 
Yeah, I got a message from Andrew, and before I could get Cloud Kicker out of my mouth, this fucking moron said, Cloud Kicker. And I'm like, you know that this is, because this has followed me every step of my, of my life. Everything I do, I hear from this guy. And I'm like, well, he's here. I, now I'm hearing from him. So that's a problem. I'm going to go talk to our general manager. You stay here. Well, this twat left, and uh, he was never, ever seen again. And that, the end. We can make a, Jimmy could make a movie about this guy. Unfavorable comments he had made about the Deltaplex and its owner. Zane said on his show today that after that, he was initially suspended and then later fired. He said he accepts his role in all of it, but he disagrees with having been let go. Free Baron Hot Wings responded on Twitter this morning saying they will listen to his explanation of what happened and, if necessary, fill in the blanks tomorrow. They never did, which means it's all true. <laughs> they never said a word. As for his new show, Zane says he will be a lot like what he was on Free Baron Hot Wings. Shitty. Oh, you're still going to get... Okay, here we go. This is, this is where it gets bad. The, the idiocy. I mean, I am an idiot, but I, I like to be able to tell a story. I like to be able to incorporate my real life into it. The whole hang, putting my hands together. Oh, that was, has always been my bread and butter. For me, it feels weird. And oh, no. And, un and uncomfortable. I hope it sounds okay. Um, I'm kind of relying on instincts at this point, but, uh, you know, I just to be. Why am I wearing my uh, Griffin's ring? Back. And to be sharing it with an audience that is incredible is the best, the absolute best. Ugh. You can listen to The Eric Zane Show every morning from 6 until 10 on 107.3 WBBL. The audience responded with a resounding, no thanks. Um, I remember as, uh, as that show started, um, after the incident with Kyle that I was just uh, filling you in on. The first month came and went. And then um, the ratings were fantastic. One month in. So like the first 30 days, we went from like 20th place to second or third, right behind Greg and Chris. And everybody there was fucking jizzing their pants over this. They were like so excited. And then the next month came in and it was absolutely in the toilet. And I was like, oh boy. So I basically bought them one month of ratings. And then everyone stopped listening. No one cared. So bad. Uh, do we know if Julius ever married her? No. Never to be seen or heard from again. Uh, hello to Amy. Amy is here. We all saw the base of Eric's twig when he was showing us his uh, stitches when the kidney went to Jeffrey. Yeah, I think I did. I think I did. Uh... Amy says, hello, Ash. These two are so in love.
Garrick Zane is super animated every time he speaks. LOL. Blue State Rob says, I remember Greg and Chris talking about, quote, we saved his job segment the day you signed on. Oh, come on now. You saved my job. I saved every day of your job. If it was, if it was uh, uh, depending on content, uh, yes, that's true. Because you two morons provided none. My God. Uh, Corey says everyone just wanted the story. Julius pulled a big dick Donnie and vanished. Let's see. Corey says you showed the outline of your twig once on Free Bear and Hot Wings when you wore your bike suit to the studio. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I remember Hot Wings described it as a wad of dong. All right. Now, tomorrow, Saturday, not podcasting, um, live, that is, that is uh, five years. So you got a lot of things happening. You got January 4 is Fireversary from Cumulus. January 5 is nothing. January 6 is 2019 is five-year anniversary of podcast. And this goddamn first show, oh. All of those first shows. Fuck. Whenever I do this, I'm like, what is your worst show? And I'm like, the one I did most recently, frankly. Um, So that is five years ago. And then sometime in February, I don't know the date. We will be eight years. Eight years removed. From uh, our pals, Free Beer and Hot Wings. And boy, so much has happened since then, if you think about it. In the past eight years, I had the BBL job. I lost the BBL job. I started podcasting. Uh, My mom passed away. My brother-in-law passed away. My kids all moved out. My brother-in-law moved in. I donated the kidney. Um... We got some dogs. That's about it. You know, I drove a limo for a little bit. Uh, for those assholes, you had uh, numerous issues, arrests with uh, COVID. Amanda says COVID. Don't forget COVID. Uh, you had Joe getting arrested. Uh, Ashley, uh, on his behalf, let him off the hook. And then turning around and saying, fuck that. None of that was true. I'll never forget that. Probably a year before I started, um, before I put Ashley on this podcast. One year before I put Ashley on this podcast. I put her on this podcast during that one Thanksgiving incident. Where um, Joe said that he referenced Ashley abusing him. And he referenced... Uh, me threatening him with being fired if he didn't do stunts and that he was attacked by Chicago gangs. All right. Um, that was when I decided to put Ashley on to refute those claims. And we only discussed those two things because that's all was what was brought up. 
But a year or so before that, she reached out to me. And um, out of the blue. And recounted everything that happened uh, during Flying Laptop Day. I still have the audio. She says, do you remember the uh, phone call? Yeah, I still have it. I saved it. Um, and, but I, I said, no, nah, I don't want to, I don't want to open that can of worms because it's very out of the blue. And I don't, I don't feel like I have, there, there's, I put myself in jeopardy, you know? Um, she says that was so wild that you even called me back. I don't, I don't recall, uh, how that all unfolded, but there we were talking for extended time. And I'm like, and at, you know, at that time, I wasn't yet used to a fucking shit that the fuck. Oh my God. Thanks for taking my call. You fucking dick. Fucking. I love that you did that. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Fuck off. I, 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 I actually uh, wasn't too. I was like, what, what is going on with her? <sighs> um, so, all right. I processed that. Put it up on a shelf. Didn't do anything with it. Fast forward to the uh, big Chicago gangs incident when Joe had his breakdown on the air. When um, Rachel was sick of all of his shit and finally kicked his fucking fat ass to the curb. And then he goes on the air. Uh, We broke up because it was a a long distance relationship. We had a long distance relationship and... We just couldn't take the strain. That's the only thing that happened. I definitely didn't beat the shit out of her on Thanksgiving. I definitely did not do that. I was threatened by by someone here who doesn't work here anymore with doing stunts. That hurt me. And then I was abused by my last girlfriend. She hurt me. And then... And here's how it was. Uh, she lied. She wasn't pregnant with your baby. I know. Oh my God, this is so bad. Everyone's mean to me. I was abused. All that shit. Ten months later, uh, that cocksucker's out, and I was left with uh, surrounded by women who I previously had no. I was surrounded by hot chicks, twenty years younger than me saying, we told you, and I'm like, you're goddamn right, you did. And thus, EZ's relationships with all of Joe's exes is born. I don't know what it is. Every ex of Joe's... Uh, reached out to me. The only one that didn't reach out to me was Rachel. I reached out to Rachel at about the same time that Hurricane Ashley reached out to Rachel. And all I said was, you should talk to her. You should talk to her. Ashley says, call me. No, I am not calling you. There's no fucking way I'm calling you. <laughs> Uh, what about Ellen? Ashley says, fuck Ellen. Yeah, Ellen's a dumbass. She's dumb as shit. 
because she uh, supports St. Gaslight. Everybody's saying, call her, call her. I don't know what she's got in store for me. This is always tricky. All right, now listen. You're going to be on a short leash, Hurricane Ashley. Okay, hang on. Oh, my God. Fucking call me, you fucking whore. Jesus. Hi, my love. Oh, what? I love you so much. What did you say? I love you so much. Oh, my God. I love you. Fuck off. I love you so much. Fuck <laughs> Ellen. Uh, okay, you're telling me to call you as I go down memory lane. Uh, what are you feeling right now as I describe some of these things? I'm kind of wondering how we got down this path in the first place, but do you have, do you actually have that audio when I first called you? When I, I reached out to you, I think it was Facebook and yes. I was like, Hey, you don't know me. I really need to run this by you. Cause I was considering doing like a Reddit thread. Like, cause I had heard so much garbage about me Yes, and, and that- you were like, I, you were like, I don't recommend it. And you, you said that your wife told me, or told you to call me back, and okay. I appreciate that. That's what opened the line of communication. Yeah. Do you have any of that? I do. I have the whole thing. Can we hear it? I don't know yet. I have to go over it before I play it. I'm not just going to play it cold. Why? Because um, there's... No, do it. No, 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 no. Fuck no. you. The fuck you. Do what I tell you. you. I'm going to bat my eyes and just get what fuck I want. Fuck you. You're so playing. Uh, fuck you. you. What you fucking asshole. I'm a god. No, but. All right. Go back. Stop it. So you stop it. Um, I, you called me back. I think it took you a little time. And then we talked about it. And you were like, I don't think you're that far off. And then we had that. You had me on your show. Yes. Like a year later. Wild. I don't, I yeah. never re- rewatched and it. That, I never re saw it. Yes. I um, I was actually worried because Woodtiggy reached out to me. I was worried I was going to get sued. Oh, okay. Um, well, yeah. It's, you know, and there's, there's a little bit to that. That whole defamation thing is definitely a concern. I mean, We've yeah. all we've all all gotten our uh, one thing that Saint Gaslight is not afraid to do is lawyer up, even in, well, even where, where's even our faced lawyer with facts. We don't. I mean, Saint Gaslight doesn't exist. To be honest. Oh well, no, our, I think he does, and we do, and we want him to stay. Our lawyer says <laughs> otherwise. Um. So at the end of the day, yes, I have that audio. It's, I would love for you to play it. I would love for my selfish reasons to listen. No, to no, it. I, I, I think you're, you're, you're dead on, and that, that could be something that um, I, I make available. Uh, but you're I, gonna make I, me pay for Patreon, are you? you yeah, I'm definitely gonna put it That's on Patreon. So lame. You need my ten dollars, you fucking poor loser. No, there's more people that want to hear it, and the, the point of this, I mean, not only, I mean, is uh, uh, truth and justice in the American way. It's. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'll do is I'll just send it to you personally. Why don't you just play it? No, well I might, but if I do it, well, then why don't you not worry about you? I'll take care of the things what I want to do. I'm not a fucking coward, word. you idiot. Let's take a vote. Who wants to hear it? Everyone? I'll give them the opportunity to hear it. I didn't say no. 
idiot. You're going to put a paywall in front of it. I know you. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Okay. Um, anyway. You're, you're employed. I'm not. I get it. I am employed. Yeah. Put a paywall. I get it. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, Amy, I love her. She, Of course. You tell her. You just did. You just did. Can you play it? Can you just play it? Like, rip the cord. You no, know, I know your game. You you sit there, you ask. I say no. You say a couple words, and then you go, can I play it again? As if you would just, never say just, no to me. Come on. I'll just ask again. And maybe, Don't fuck yourself. Maybe if I bat my eyes, I'll get what I want. Amanda said I love Ashley. Hang up on her. Amanda needs to be blocked right now. Go fuck yourself. No, I'm not hanging. I'm not going to. I am. No, I'm not going to say that to Amanda. Amanda's my friend. All right. Uh, thank you and have a nice day. Go fuck yourself. The fuck up. You fuck you. Oh, God. I, I want stuff. Do it. I'm used to getting what I want. Fuck you. Oh. Amanda says, hey, I said I love her. Uh, Amanda, you got to realize. When you type something. Um, everyone hates you. You pissed Kenny off yesterday, and now he's gone over the deep end. When you're writing something, odds are there's someone else saying, fuck that bitch. I have seen no less than three people this week tell you to go fuck yourself because you've spoken through text. You pissed off uh, Linda. She told you to go fuck yourself. I think she told you to fuck off and die or eat shit and die, which is hardcore to make Linda tell you to fuck off and die. You drove Kenny away. He wants to kill you. And here you are. Uh, you, you, you write something else and then uh, ask, uh, fuck her, fuck off. So, I think that at the end of the day, if we look at the tote board, um, you're like uh, losing people quickly. So you should probably shut up. Because, you know, the world is better when people are being friendly with each other. I mean, there are times that we're together in the same room. Now, I don't have a problem with you right now. I'm just telling you, there's three people in this chat, who if today you croaked, or at least two, they would be like, oh, God, yes. Ken says, Amanda, not, again, I don't have a problem with you. Ken says, Amanda, I love you, but I also love ice cream, and I have too much ice cream. When I have too much ice cream, I get the shits. So mod moderation is great. Amanda says, for saying three words, no one cares. Well, look, I don't care about what you said. All I'm saying is, there's you have three people that want to kick your ass, and right now I have zero that want to kick my ass. Now, that should be reversed. It should be the other way around. Audience members shouldn't be. You're going the route of former Zaniac here. I'm just wanting you, I just want you to know that. And then she writes, okay, podcast break. And then two comments later, she's back. 
yeah, you need to, you need to chill. You need to get some clean air as they say in NASCAR. All right. So eventually the hidden Ashley unreleased Ashley Eric phone conversation will make its way to the show via Patreon. The very first time I spoke with Ashley. Now, you're not going to get the conversations we have now where I make fun of her and tell her she's stupid. I don't know her. But she's revealing all sorts of shit. Now, some of it is probably going to be redacted. Like the things that can get me sued. So I have to listen to the whole goddamn phone conversation, which is going to be torture. I mean, hearing her in the wild now, her truest self, already makes me want to rip my ears off and stick them in my dick hole. So to listen to professional Ashley, hello, my name is Ashley Russell. And uh, I am calling you because we, we know the same person. One Joseph Gassman. Anyway, I would just like to set the record straight because Holy shit, people are talking about me on Reddit, and I just don't like this. Ashley says, I didn't know you recorded me to be fair, you psycho. Oh, well, look, I mean, right now I trust you, but at the time, I did not. I was like, who is this? All I know, all I knew at that point was what I was being felled, uh, fed, felled, fed through your former boyfriend. So I thought maybe she's some kind of crazy lady. I don't know. So just to be sure, I recorded you. And there was absolutely nothing wrong with the call. Blue State Rob says, looking up Michigan wiretapping law as we speak. Hello. Yes. I just would like to get this professional and explain to you what went on between me and Joseph Gaspin. So... I just would like to make... So she wasn't telling me to fuck off or anything. Tyler says all he knew back then was that Ashley was a deadly laptop ninja. My God. You know, when flying laptop day happens again, coming up March 17th, we have to have Ashley on. And then as soon as we start talking, Amanda will go, God, Steve, hang up on it. Fuck you, Linda. Hey, Kenny, suck my dick. Um, she'll be on with us. And I need the breakdown. Did the... F- if the phone flew out of the window, what actually flew out the window? I think that the laptop actually didn't fly. We'll have to, don't reveal it now. We'll wait till flying laptop day. Tyler says the fucking fart noises get me every time. Eric Zane Show podcast. 
you don't know the events? Are you kidding me? We've been down this road. Of course, I know the events. I was considering so the, the events. The, why are I was, you because you dumb fuck. I'm doing a show. Fuck you. I know what the fuck I'm doing. You don't need to fucking d- d- fact check me every goddamn comment. I seem to have to. No, I've got it. I've got it. I was. I was. It was theatrical. So it's, I'm doing. It's P.T. Barnum. Idiot. Don't nope. no fucking hang up on me. You don't know. Fuck you. My dad sang a fucking song about Eileen or Christine or whatever the fuck. All right. Linda says, I am Team Kenny, Team Hurricane, and me. Yeah, Amanda's had a rough week. She's she's making enemies. All right. Ashley says, you're dead to me. I am not. Everyone loves me. Megan says, I'll do another welfare check on Amanda today. Yeah, that's the thing. Megan um, was attacked by Kenny yesterday. And um, Megan reached out and said, hey, are you okay? And she said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all here to be friends. And I don't think you need to do a welfare check on her because I didn't say anything bad. All I did was describe the tale of the tape. She made three attacks this week and then people get all pissed off at her. Holy shit. And Megan just wants everybody happy. I think we all need to be more like Megan. I really do. In order for this show to work, you all have to be sweeter and nicer to each other. I can't sit there and babysit and tell you to behave every single time. That's all I'd be doing, goddammit. Remember, there's only 30 or 40 of you who listen watching on the video live stream at any one point. All right. Anyway, I'm going to leave that right there, and I'm going to say goodbye to the audience on Facebook, X, and YouTube. Have a good one. The rest of the show is available on Twitch. Uh, I've talked a lot about Patreon. You definitely want to go to Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane for seven days free. Sign up for seven days free. That's uh, no strings attached. The only thing that might make you raise an eyebrow is that I have to. you have to put a payment form in there. But that's because if it gets one second past seven days, it's going to charge you. There is a way around that. Sign up for the seven days and cancel it. You still get the seven days. Okay. Then you've, you've got, you're, you're free and clear. You enjoy the seven days. You love it. And then you go, fuck, I can't go another day without having this. I'm going to sign up and this time for real. There you go. That's how you do it. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Audio podcast available wherever you download shows. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, 
Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. X brought to you by Blue Frost IT. You can reach out to me anytime you want on the Shoreliners striping inbox. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. Ashley says, I loved when Kenny told Amanda to go fuck herself yesterday and you didn't even react. Who? What? Megan says Amanda got fights with everyone yesterday. Well, she did. There's no, there's no question. Blue Chaos 24 says Amanda needs a rule. She says nobody cares. She gets 600. Yeah, I don't know about that. Johnny B zero said Kenny needed Eric Zaitunian and a friend. Hey, look, I'm having a bad day. I was wondering if you could give me some virtual snuggles. <laughs> oh, oh, I need some virtual snuggles right now. I'm having myself a bad day. Did I mention, uh, did I mention, uh, I'm a good gift giver and, uh, I got myself a girlfriend. Did you know that? Huh? I know you didn't ask, but I think I'll just throw it in for no apparent reason with no context. Just so that y'all can know that I'm spitting some fucking game here. <laughs> yeah. That's that's my new version of Kenny. Cocky Kenny. Oh, wow. Hey, uh, Eric Zancho podcast. Yeah, we're talking about the latest school shooting. Reads comment. Oh, boy, man, that school shooting reminds me. I was with my girlfriend yesterday, and uh, she told me about uh, how good of a gift giver I am. Yeah. That's right. Got myself a girlfriend. We're like, what? Huh? What are you doing? I compared that to, dude, it's way too early. When Chick has 15 miscarriages, she waits longer after the next subsequent uh, pregnancy to tell anyone, you know? Finally, when she's uh, one week from being due, she says, hey, I'm pregnant. And then, oh, thank God. For you, at this point, you can't bust out after one phone call that you're madly in love. You got to keep that shit close to the vest because then this happens. You ding dong. Eric Dottonian wouldn't make me the butt of his joke. Virtual snuggles. <laughs> All right. Fucking ridiculous. Um, the open and live stream of this catastrophe is brought to you by TC Paintball. <clears throat> Paintball War 23, the battle for the Rio Grande, takes place Sunday, January 21. We have right now 19, maybe more, 
Mexicans slash Hondurans. We will reenact a Texas border crossing. We need to keep us white folks need to keep. And I call myself a white folk when I'm doing paintball. I had somebody say, you're not white to me. And I'm like, I'm not. No, you're olive. You're brown. I go, I don't know. I think I'm white. Anyway, us white folk are going to be using white power to beat back the Mexicans and the Hondurans in the battle for the Rio Grande at the uh, paintball war number 23. You need to be here for this. Even if you're not playing, you just need there. You need to be there to enjoy the pizza, hang out on Sunday, the 21st of January and, or watch or paint, play paintball. If you want to play, it's 35 bucks. Rick gives you the gun. He gives you the mask and he gives you the paint. Is Rick here? Because if he is, I'm going to call him. I didn't even give him a heads up. He is. Good. Incoming. Uh, Rebecca says, Battle of the Bastards. It's going to be great. Um, I, 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 If we can get 20 of the whites to go against 20 of the Mexicans, that type of war... Oh, my God. So we need more white people. Right now, it's just Matt Kuypers, Kevin Kuypers, and EZ against all those Mexicans slash Hondurans. So if we could get some more white power, uh, that would be awesome. So uh, Tyler probably is going to be there, but... That's only four whites. We got to get more whites. I'm going to try to reach out to Throat Slash Dale to get more whites in the battle for the Rio Grande. Uh, TC Paintball online at tcpaintballgr.com to book your special fun event at Michigan's premier paintball facility, TC Paintball. All the other paintball facilities in Michigan look to TC Paintball. Hey, what are they doing over there? We need, to, we need to pay attention to what they're doing because they do it so well at TC. Thank you, Rick. One of the OGs. Dare I say the OG. It's tax season, unfortunately. Uh, the tax hobbit, Troy Ginzer, can get your taxes done from anywhere in the United States via his online portal. It's like the uh, college football portal. You just send your shit to Troy. He does your taxes. Uh, call him at 616-301-9516. Or you can email him. Troy at tagcpa.net. They will walk you through every step of how to get started. And uh, for, I don't know, 80 to 120 bucks, you'll get your taxes done. Perfect. Every time I had Nick in here, Nick, the electrician, who was one of those turbo team turbo tax. And he goes, yeah, I'm still trying to dig out from that catastrophe last year after I fucked the whole thing up again. Um, just because you've got a program doesn't mean you know what the fuck you're doing. I don't, inst- I don't uh, uh, get a program called uh, uh, H- HVAC tax 
step by step and then install my own furnace. No, I can't do that. It doesn't work that way. You got to have a professional do it. Tag CPA will help you. Online at tagcpa.net. Blue Frost IT. They are the managed IT service provider for this show. If you need information on any of their services, go to bluefrostit.com or call 616-200-8550 for any type of uh, upgrading that you need done to your IT setup, either at your workplace or at your home. Or if uh, you need help, Blue Frost IT can help you. 616-200-8550. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast. The Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device. All right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app, that it's going to work okay in that app, and oh my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. And you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door. They punch it in. The door unlocks. In they go. And, of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy video lock is the top of the heap. Okay, you can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate, I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long long time no monthly fee on this unlike other brands that do that they just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee i love the eufy video lock get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock e-u-f-y official.com slash video lock uh it was long ago that i um i i met rick from tc paintball like this guy has a lot of energy. He would probably be good on the radio or doing a broadcast. Thus, Trigger Time with Rick was born. Decker reported. I'm sorry, say again. Decker reported. Oh, oh no. Oh my God, that was un- well. Uh, take me through it. You were watching it at li- live as it happened. Of course, you were elated like everyone was for about half a minute. Well, it's such an emotional up and down. I mean, over the course of the second, third quarter, I mean, the offense was garbage, you know. And then finally, when they had to do it, they had to do it, and they did it. And then. You know, they run the play. They run the, they, you know, all the bullshit with the uh, with the uh, timeouts. And then finally the play is run. They call the right play. They get him open in the end zone. He catches the ball. And then after that, they throw the flag? Yeah. Oh, my God. I I, I, I was um, I was despondent. I was like, you've... Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen a lot of memes uh, and references to a few years ago when they played Dallas 
uh, in the, the pass interference on the linebacker that was never called. That was just the most blatant pass interference I've ever seen in my life. And it was like, you know, how many more times can the Lions get screwed? They, they think of new ways to lose all the goddamn time. Yeah, it was very lion-like. I, um, it, it, it really fucked me up. And then, um, I, you know what was good is seeing pretty much everyone on, si- on the side of the Lions. Everyone. There was no oh, yeah. one that was saying, there was no one saying that the Lions didn't get screwed. Everybody yep, said awesome. the Lions got screwed. Yeah, I felt like we were all on the same page for a minute, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Who who would think that the Lions would bring the world together? <laughs> Give the world a Coke. So, yeah. So now they, um, they're more than likely going to be the three seed. I guess they could still be the two seed. Um, yeah, got to play Washington, and you know that's not that's a that's a rivalry game. Yeah, and weird shit happens in those rivalry games, especially with Dallas and Washington, or sometimes Dallas and Philly. You know those those weird things happen. So you know it's a I would say that the chances are they're going to be the three C, but Detroit should win. Dallas could lose, and I mean that that could shake things up a little bit. Yeah, um, you know if and then if um, if Dallas and Detroit both win their first round games, the second round will be in Dallas. Detroit and Dallas again. Yeah. Now that would be fucking unbelievable. And before that, if the playoffs started right now, Dallas would draw the Rams. How would you like to see Matt Stafford come back to Detroit to play the, uh, the you know, the up-and-coming Lions? Oh what, what a good storyline that is. Yeah, and that fucker has uh, lit it up this year. Yeah, he's had a couple of injury-plagued years and some injury-plagued receivers and whatnot, but yeah, he's having a hell of a year now. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Um, okay. Michigan. Are you, you're like on the bandwagon. You're like go blue, right? Yeah. I like Michigan a lot. I just don't like Michigan fans normally. Oh, okay. So let's say, um, what, what is it about Michigan fan that makes you go, ah, come on, man. Can't you just, you know, do something that's normal. It's too loud and boisterous. You know, it's just like, you know, guys talk about how they're just dominant and nobody can touch them, and it's not that's not the case ever. You know, they're in the games. They're a good team. I mean, I love Harbaugh. I've always liked Michigan. But I, w- I want to be real truthful with, you know, wh- where they are in the field, in the world of sports, right. I guess. And, you know, it was, it was a good game. It, you know, I was really nervous about playing Alabama. Alabama is a hard team to beat no matter what the roster is, as long as Saban is there. And, you know, in the current era, they're a tough team to beat. And you give them an opportunity to make a run at the national championship, and you know they they uh, they're going to come out swinging. Um, I, I've, I haven't been impressed with Milrow all year long, and I just can't believe that play call at the end of the game with uh, with him you know running the ball up the middle. Like Michigan dominated them, you know, between the tackles all game long, right. and try to win the game. I don't I don't get that play call. So I know what you mean, though. I mean uh, Alabama for two decades has been dominant and then Michigan does well and it's like god damn it act like you've been there you you haven't but could you maybe act like you've you've been there maybe could you is there any subtlety here is there any degree of uh, of class that could be exhibited at any one point I agree with that like uh, you know uh, all the other teams don't suck you know, and on every, any given Sunday, if you play them games 10 times, if you were able to play a, a particular matchup, you know, 10 times in a row, almost like a, a you know, a video game would do it. You know, you're not going to, Michigan is not going to win every one of those games. Michigan's going to lose a handful along the way based on how the ball bounces or the, the call that happens or, right. you know, look factors in a lot. So it's not like they came out and dominated. I'd really give a lot more respect to the, you know, to the other team 
and uh, you know acknowledge the fact that yeah, you know, the the better team that day is going to win, but it's not like the other team didn't have a chance. Joe Martinez says, and I think this is an absolute. That's not true. Um, generally, if it has to do with if Joe's saying it and it's uh, not related to heating and cooling, it's generally not true. But he says you cannot be a Michigan fan unless you are born into it. And I'm not sure what that means. Well, I was born in Michigan. So does that count? Yeah. Does that mean you have to be born in Michigan or does that mean like when you're born, your dad spikes you at the 50 yard line or in the end zone at Michigan Stadium or or what? And he says, or you went to the school. I don't know, man. I I, I mean, not everybody is uh, is a lunatic like Joe. I mean, some people just like to watch a good football game. But, I feel like he draw lines in the sand. Yeah, I mean, come on now. Um, all right. So I definitely want Washington to win, though. And, and that was not the case with Alabama. I wanted Michigan to beat Alabama because I thought Alabama, that was bullshit that they even got there in in the first place. That's just my opinion. But I want oh, Washington to kick their ass. Universe? You want the University of Washington to beat Michigan in the oh, championship? Absolutely. Absolutely. Really? Yeah, just just because of uh, the fucking loudmouth fans. I'm, I've had sure. it. I've had it. Sure. They're going to be tough. I mean, they got three really good receivers, and Penix is awesome. So, I mean, it's going to be strength versus strength with their offense against Michigan's defense. Yeah, I just want Michigan fan to be pouting. That's all I want. That's all I'm rooting for. Is, yeah. is is pouting from Michigan fan, and they've brought it on themselves. You're not wrong. You're not wrong there. I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I'm, I'm enough of a Michigan fan where I want them to win the national championship and kind of shut the rest of the world up for a while. It is kind of cool to say, I mean, if they do win, that Mich- the best football team in America comes from the great state of Michigan. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's awesome. You know, and I, I think, you know, I wasn't, in the second, third quarter, I was I had issues with the play calls, and I also had an issue with uh, McCarthy's play. But you know, McCarthy had you know some of the moments you know at the end of the game, and he can he can kind of ca- catapult himself up into you know uh, uh, another echelon or a higher right. echelon of, by having a good game in this national championship. You know, so uh, you know sometimes these moments in these games yes. define your career and kind of get you to the next point in your career because it builds a level of confidence and stuff. So I, I think uh, I think that's kind of exciting. I think it's a bold statement that Harbaugh made about him being the best Michigan quarterback ever. And maybe it's just, uh, you know, maybe he's just trying to hype up the moment or whatever. But I think that's a bold statement, and he's his coach. Oh, I, don't bl- I don't believe that at all. Harbaugh was a better quarterback than McCarthy at Michigan. And so was Tom Brady. And I mean, oh, yeah. Can, um, there, there was a, there's a list there that uh, you know, but you know, and like I said, he might be just be saying it to hype up the moment, but it's an interesting statement because then you got to go back and look at those Michigan quarterbacks and, and do a little comparing, you know. Yeah, and you know, uh, if you think about it, Harbaugh or I should say McCarthy, he really hasn't lit the world on fire since they stopped cheating. <laughs> Did you see the the recent interview where he talked about ninety to ninety five percent of all college programs are stealing signs? Uh, yeah, I believe that they're supposed to, and they and they do it from the sidelines during the game. But you know, yeah, yeah. they send they send out uh, you know scouts behind the other team's coaching staff. Yeah, oh yeah, it happens all the time. Um, sure, which I was too. still different than what Michigan did with the recording and all that shit. That was that was some high level cheating. But uh, that I guess that's neither here nor there. Uh, if everybody's cheating, the, the highest uh, the highest cheater is just the most ambitious cheater. I guess so. Uh, just don't get caught. Just don't get caught. That's the key. Um, did you? Do you have a New Year's resolution? 
No. Nothing. No, I don't. I, no. Uh, nothing, nothing specific. Um, you know, I, I don't like waiting. Like, so say it's August and I need, there's something in my life I need to change or an opinion I need to change or a different thought process. Why wait until the end of the year? Why not, why not just do it right then and, and start, if, if you think it's going to improve your life, a new thought process or, or a different habit, then why not just start it right away? Why wait till the end of the year? Um, okay. You heard about the Rio, the, uh, war for the Rio Grande or battle for the Rio Grande paintball war number 23. We're going to have an all-time high for brown people, for Spanish is that, speakers. Is that a legit number? Like 19 brownies? 19 of the browns as of now. So we need, we have, we need more whites. We, need de- we definitely need more whites. Okay. So we're going to have a ton. So I'm going to bang on some doors, see if we can get more people for Team White so we can kick some Hispanic ass. How many total do we have? 19 on one team. What do we have on the other team so far? Just you? Uh, one, two, three, four. <laughs> but I haven't really pursued it yet. I haven't banged on the doors that I want to bang on. Nobody knows what's going on until like the week of. And then they can finally say, yes, I can commit to you oh, know, yeah. whatever. Yep. We got, we got time. We got time. 16 days. Yep. Okay, anything else I need to know about what you do every day in making people happy and having a good time at Michigan's premier paintball facility? I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, we're just uh, just plugging along, trying to make my way in the world. You're a good man. Give my best to your family. I appreciate that. There you go. Thank you, Rick. Talk to you soon. Yeah, but there you go. Rick from TC Paintball. How about that? Uh, there's a lot of talk on the chat. I've never been impressed with McCarthy. He'll be a practice squad quarterback at best. I don't know. Um, Brady was solid at Michigan, but he wasn't the greatest quarterback ever. I mean, he barely was drafted. If I remember correctly. Isn't that strange how a guy can be, you can so badly miss in both directions. Like you, you, occasionally you'll see a guy that's in college football and they'll draft him, and he just sucks in the NFL. That happens so often. And then these supposed professionals who scout will draft a Tom Brady who barely gets drafted is not expected to do anything and comes in in a backup role and then uh, 89,000 yards later, and that's a real number. He passed for just nor- just more than 89,000 yards um, is the greatest ever. Or how about Brock Purdy? That entire NFL draft, he was the actual last guy drafted He's known as Mr. Irrelevant. That's a term somebody came up with for the guy who's drafted last. And same thing. Overall, uh, horrible. He runs like he's got two left feet. You know, he sucks. He can't throw it more than five yards. He's stupid. You put him in the game and he's suddenly great. How can these so-called experts Miss so badly. Holy shit. 
All right. Thank you to my man, Frank Fuss. I got to call Frank today. Uh, I have an insurance question, and it's as simple as going to um, his website, buyinsurancehere.com, filling out the form, and then boom, I'm booked for a chat with Frank. You might be starting from scratch when it comes to signing up for Obamacare. Why would you need Obamacare? Well, maybe your employer does not offer insurance. Maybe you are in between jobs or you are self-employed like your old pal EZ. Then you need Obamacare. What is Obamacare? Well, it's hundreds of insurance companies offering health care policies. You pick which one you want and you get it. How do I afford that EZ? Well, what you do is you fill out all that you need to fill out, which is a lot. But Frank does all of that. And then the insurance premium, you are given a tax subsidy to pay for a good portion of the premium. That's how that works. Now, if you make three large a year, the government's not going to help you with a tax subsidy. So, but if you and your family make, you know, like the average American amount of money, Uh, You're not going to have to pay for that tax subsidy at the end of the year. The government does it for you. So you pay for some of your policy um, enough to let you know that you're paying for insurance, but you're insured. The government handles the rest. This sounds like something that is above all of our pay grade. Not for Frank. My point is Frank will help you get started at healthcare.gov and his services don't cost you a thing. He gets paid by insurance companies for getting you into policies. He's a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. Not only can he help you with Obamacare, he can help you with uh, Medicare, Social Security, life insurance, you name it. Uh, Go to buyinsurancehere.com today. Thank you to A&E Heating and Cooling, the world's biggest Michigan fan, Joe Martinez, who says you cannot root for Michigan unless you are born into it. Not sure what he means specifically by that. I think that means Bo Schembechler has to have uh, brought you into the world, perhaps. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Um, I personally think he's full of shit with the exception of anything heating and cooling related. Okay. So if I say to Joe, Joe, um, who should I root for? Then I don't, then I don't listen to him. But if I say, Joe, uh, what, do I, what am I going to do about this furnace? And he tells me what I do, and I go, all right, I defer. You're right. 616-516-8579. Now, some of you are Michigan fans already, so you're going to call him no matter what because he's a Michigan fan. Uh, but for some of you, uh, don't ignore him despite because he's a Michigan fan. You don't want to be, quote-unquote, left out in the cold. You can get your furnace tuned up for free, by the way, till the end of winter, pretty much the end of February. Uh, All you need to do is reach out to Joe at 616-516-8579. And uh, he will get you started on getting that free furnace tune-up from DTE. Thank you to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. 616-532-6600, the immortal Megan. With her mom and dad, Jamie and Eric, doing amazing things and uh, keeping your vehicles on the road. 
any type of mechanical work that needs to be done to keep your vehicle running fine, uh, they do it at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Reach out at 616-532-6600. Website ervines.com. That's ervines.com. Joe adds, they're proving that they can win on the run game. Then he says, McCade was the same. I don't know what the fuck that means. He says, it's about the system. Wait a minute. That system hasn't been shit up until two and a half years ago. So no, it's not about the system. There is no system. Was there a system when Rich Rodriguez and that fat fuck Brady Hoke were in there? No, they just sucked. Was there a system when Michigan sucked dick prior to all the cheating? No, there's no system to the, to that dumbass. Uh, he says, yes, it is. They were clueless proof. Yeah. Yeah. The proof is that McCarthy blows as soon as he stopped cheating. And after Washington humiliates Michigan, you will be quiet. You will be so quiet. You will be like a church mouse in here. Okay. You're going to be driving around in uh, your smashed up van, all butthurt when the Washington Huskies sodomize the Wolverines. I cannot wait until next Tuesday. It's going to be a spectacular day. It's great to be a Husky fan. I said it's great to be a Washington Husky fan. It's great to be. All right. End of the road for Michigan. And then Harbaugh is leaving uh, to go to the pros. Mark it down. It's all happening. And I'm excited about that. I, uh, your old pal EZ needs to go tinkle. I will be right back. Okay. I see a comment from Patrick. When the movie Samaritan 2 comes out, we should have another big fraud movie night. That film, oh my God, that first one. I think the, the, the oddest thing about the first Samaritan movie was the intensity at which Adam Balboa was trying to convince me that it was an excellent film. Like serious conversation of, you know, I know it's a, it's a, it's a superhero movie, but it is so profound. And it is, it is so great, easy. You have to watch this movie. It's incredible. You will be moved. Okay. And then I watched it. And uh, there's a lot that make it the opposite of what I just said that he said to me. But I need park on nothing more than the plot point of uh, Stallone's character, Samaritan. When he gets weak, if he eats ice cream, he gets his powers back. Yes, that's, that's true. 
There's a scene when the kid who he's trying to like protect goes to Samaritan's apartment because he's been like a uh, retired hero. And he opens up the fridge and it, the freezer's loaded with ice cream. Hey, yo, hey, don't touch my power supply. Yo, hey, yo, what you doing? Hey, yo, what you... Get out of there. That's, that's why I use to charge my batteries, yo. Ugh. This annoying kid is in it. And then... Samaritan's kind of like, hey, yo, yeah, you gotta have heart, yo, you gotta, you gotta fight for your right, you know? I mean, so embarrassing. The biggest pile of shit. What if I can actually find that clip? Samaritan ice cream. Plot point. Video. Hmm. Samaritan in six minutes. There's a video. All right. I can't actually pull the plot point. Uh, Joe is badly injured, but heals before Sam's eyes. Overheating so much. He had to be cooled down in a cold shower and by feeding him ice cream. You think I'm kidding? Official discussion on Reddit gets hit by a car and requires tubs of ice cream to repair himself. Gets shot 150 times and doesn't require anything. Oh, God damn it. Such a piece of shit. Samaritan. You asshole. Tyler says, put it behind a paywall and make some money on it. Duh. Hey, yo, I need a gallon of mint chocolate chips. That, yo. Uh, in town tonight at the Grand Rapids Gold, I want to share this with you. Um, last year in the NBA, National Basketball Association, they have the dunk. They had the dunk contest, and every year it's get gets more and more shitty. But last year at about this time. A player came through Grand Rapids, and I remember watching him thinking, God damn, that little fucker can jump. And uh, he's a little buddy. He can't be much taller than me. White little buddy. And uh, I remember him, like, during the game, I said to my uh, spotter, I said, that little fucker can jump. And he goes, yeah, God damn it. Who is it? I don't know. It says McClung. Uh, Mac McClung is his name. Couple weeks later, the NBA All-Star Weekend is going on. They have the dunk contest. They invited 
little buddy from the G League, Mac McClung, to participate in the dunk contest. So he's there with the best dunkers who make millions and millions of dollars. Mac McClung has to work a part-time job in order to make ends meet. All right? And that motherfucker wins the dunk contest. I'm going to play for you his winning dunks that were incredible. God damn. And uh, the then the uh, team that he was playing for, the affiliate for, was the Philadelphia 76ers. The Sixers then um, gave him a contract after the fucking dunk, dunk contest. He's making millions of dollars. And then, much to my surprise, I see he's back in the G League. How the fuck does that happen? Because he's a really good player. He can shoot. In fact, so here's the thing. He's going to be in town tonight in Grand Rapids. And I'm going to try to get a word with him and post an interview on uh, Facebook. But these are every one of, his, of Little Buddy's dunks. I'm worried about the guy holding the other guy. Hold on, hold on, Some hold on. Go down. Oh, that's a 50. That's a 50. Uh, back up. Congratulations. I'm worried about the guy holding the other guy. Some boy, he gonna go down. Oh, that's a 50. That's a 50. Uh, I gotta see okay, if you can pick the back. So, if you just listen to the audio, he has a guy who's a prop on the floor underneath the basket with a dude on his shoulders. Okay? That's a 50. That's a 50. Try to ignore the annoying announcers all talking at the same time. The name on the back. But this, is what you, this is what you guys need to know. Look at the NBA ballers, the all-staller, all-stallers, how they are reacting to it. They know. I'm not saying it's they a good know. You refereeing the name on the back of the jersey. Oh, well, I got to see it in slow motion. I'm not refereeing a basketball game. If you hit the glass. Come on. Look at that. He jumped over two people. One of them's holding the ball. He grabs the ball, bounces it off of the backboard, and, crazy. and throws that shit down. Watch it. It was very clear that he did. He got to hit the Not for Are you kidding me? That's crazy. Come on, kid. Not for my ankles. Hit, hit, tap, tap and go. I told you. I told you he's going to win this easy. That is incredible. I'm now there's a lot of teams that have been playing around it's just got been in the G League and he's able to do that way there's a lot of teams losing no. you gotta- so now they're talking about how the fuck is he in the G League okay here's the second dunk the home anywhere see so see how everyone's standing including us look at all the reactions of these dudes all these black guys are like holy shit look at that cracker they cannot believe it I love that. I love it when white dudes do black guy shit. <laughs> I love it when black dudes are impressed with white guys doing black dude shit. Okay? Wow. No, come on, Lisa. Jose Alvarado. Okay, here we go. Here comes McClung. Oh! Yes. Hezzy. That's a hezzy. That's called a hezzy dunk. So you hezzy in the air. Yeah, yeah, that's a ooh. And that might be a Look at these guys. Their mouths are open. They're like, what the fuck? Uh, two. That's the best part of this story. Okay, let's be honest here. The best part of this story 
is the fact that he's a farm boy cracker doing black guy shit and crushing it. This never happens. This is a unicorn. I, I think that's a 49 and a half. That's a, like one shade under 50. That's one shade oh, under 50. Oh, look at Giannis. Yeah, you, you better be worried. Look at Giannis. Yeah, you got to be worried. You got to be worried. Because watch, when he catches it, the pump, then freeze it again. Wow. Oh, yeah. Tough. Yeah. Yeah, he's up. That's, a, that's a double pump. Look freeze at the it, action. Freeze Boom. it and get it back up. Holy oh, shit. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Yep, that's a 50. Yeah, I tell you, the way he lived it. It's that hesitation. The way he's won you over Kenny is Ooh, look at his head. God. Holy shit. Uh, Patrick says that is awesome. There's one more dunk that I need to share this guy. I hope this isn't boring, but I love it. Reddick. Records in the state of Virginia. Here he goes. And he's putting on the handle. Black guys are like, you are one of us. You are one of us. CJ going to shake him up. Good job, man. It's over. Oh, my goodness. It's over. Ladies and gentlemen, we have witnessed a star being born tonight. Let's stop it. A star has been born tonight. A star. A star. Like an NBA star? An NBA star has been born tonight. His name will be realmed throughout the country for 48 hours. And that's remarkably true because he hasn't been heard from uh, since. And that's that's a bummer to me. I thought that that fucker was going to be like great. But anyway, Uh, he's in town tonight. And uh, so go see a gold game tonight. Grand Rapids gold. $2 beers, $2 dogs, college night. Go there. Check it out. Uh, I'm going to get into the Cat Williams thing. I think uh, first I heard about this was actually Megan was talking about it. I was doing the show yesterday, doing my thing. And she said, hey, uh, have you seen this story about Cat Williams? I was like, what the fuck is she talking about? But uh, she was ahead of the game. Uh, There's an article in Vulture that I'll link up, which has all of what I'm about to share with you now. And um, in it, they say uh, the film, The Last Dance, the must-watch documentary event of early 2020 and talking about uh, Michael Jordan reflecting on his final NBA championship campaign and finally cutting loose on his former teammates. That was a little bit of a bridge-burning thing. Well, move over, MJ. Cat Williams is uh, on the mic. He was on Shannon Sharp's podcast, video podcast, called Club Shay Shay. And uh, he's got some fucking crazy shit to say. Two I'll focus on, uh, Cat Williams on Kevin Hart and uh, Cat Williams on Steve Harvey, two enormous superstars. Now, Cat Williams is star... But I don't know. He's definitely not a superstar. 
So you got to start with that, you know. Uh, this might be true. In fact, I have no reason to think he's making it up. But he's got some horrible things to say about these stars. And I, I don't know how I can get through all of this because he spends 16 minutes uh, forcibly boning Kevin Hart and then another nine and a half minutes forcibly boning Steve Harvey. Let's go with uh, the forcible boning of Kevin Hart. I love Kevin Hart. In 15 years in Hollywood, no one in Hollywood has a memory of going to a sold-out Kevin Hart show. There being a line for him ever getting a standing ovation at any well, comedy club. He already had his deals when he got here. Have we heard of a comedian that came to L.A. and in his first year in L.A. he had his own sitcom on network television and had his own movie called Soul Plane that he was leading? No, we've never heard of that before that person or since that person. So it's I think he's talking about himself there. What do you think a plant is? Maybe people don't understand the definitions of these words. He just did his documentary with Chris Rock where he shows you that his whole upbringing in comedy was on the East Coast. Yeah, it was. So how simultaneously was he here in Los Angeles doing the same thing? Yeah, I don't think anybody gives a shit about anything he just said. No one gives a fuck. All they care about is, is he funny or is he not funny? That's it. Cat Williams, in the first 53 seconds that I've watched of this, and I haven't pre-watched it, this is, the, this, is what, this is what an asshole sounds like who's just pissed off at the world. Shit. I get people saying that shit about me, too. With three beer and hot wings. But I'm always like, no, 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 no. Bullshit. They just suck, and here's why. Here's example A, B, C, D, E. This is all just conjecture on his part. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. And I, I, I hate to seem like a petty individual for picking apart lies, but Jesse Smollett going to keep lying until you say we don't believe you. Like, it's important in the checks and balances of the universe that liars not get to make complete narratives. I can tell by the way Shannon Sharp is dumbfounded. He does not believe one word that this fucker is saying. But himself. Are you not afraid about being blackballed again? These are some power people. What powerful. do you mean again? These people are not powerful. Satan can't create anything. Oh, God. That includes blessings for his people. That's why. Okay, now he's crazy. Now he just sounds crazy. Do you know what the number one job of somebody that sold their soul in Hollywood is? What? Is to act like it didn't happen. Hi, Mark Barton. It's uh, that's awful. And I don't. I, I, I'd rather hear more from Mark Barton from Sandy Hook Promise than hear Cat Williams. The same this is Cat Williams on Steve Harvey. Um. Patrick says, Cat Williams is funny, but he's kind of crazy. He almost ruined his career years ago by doing some real weird stuff. <laughs> Tyler says, every time I hear Shannon Sharp talk, I hear black porky pig. <laughs> okay, that's fucking funny. Yeah. 
You know me. I typically don't laugh that much on this show. I'm sure as fuck not, not going to laugh at something that I say. But I think it's very fantastic when I can read something you people write, in this case, Tyler, and then just start cracking up. Oh, you see, that's why I love the chat. That's why I can never be rid of the chat. Because you never know when you're going to see every time I hear Shannon Sharp talk, I hear black porky pig. This is why I get annoyed when someone lights up the chat with self-serving garbage. It's like, I need the chat. I want to interact with you. I want to hear your jokes. Oh, God. You fucker. Same Steve that went to go watch Mark Curry. God, uh, Cat Williams. The same Steve. On Steve Harvey. He's, he's just annoying. I'm sorry. This is an annoying thing. The same Steve that went to go watch Mark Curry do his whole sitcom and then stole everything Mark Curry had. Now Steve got a sitcom where he the principal and he wear a suit and he... And then he gets this high top fade, making all black men think he got the best lineup in the business. And it's a man unit. Then you ask, why you not a movie star? I didn't want to be a movie star. This the same Negro that hated on Bernie with this same thing. I didn't want to be a movie star. No, you couldn't be a movie star. There are 30,000 new scripts in Hollywood every year. Not one of them. Uh, I've, I've been in these conversations before where you can't get in a word edgewise. It's not a conversation. It's just one per 95% of this is cat Williams is going on and on and on. It's annoying. I'm only going to get through a minute of this second one too. The mask for a country bumpkin black dude that can't talk good. baby, and look like Mr. Pat Shannon's like, Hey, what? There's nothing wrong with that. Potato head. There ain't none. You would have to have range. I played a lot of characters, 60 movie roles. I'm not playing Cat Williams in there. I don't know. I don't know, Cat. We might not let you drink anymore the way you, you, I mean, we ain't even got. I'm not fueled by alcohol. <laughs> That's the best part of this. Shannon said, I, I don't know, there, Cat. Look at the app about that. Do you think alcohol that bowl? I don't know. I'm just hanging out with my buddy, Lomas Proud. Oh, fucking A. Um, 13 million people watched the full-length episode of Club Shay Shay. So I guess people are liking it. He ripped everybody a new asshole, did Cat Williams. Chris says 60 movie roles. I can name one movie that he's been in just because he mentioned it earlier. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know what the fuck he's been in. Jesus Christ. Megan says, I think if you watch the whole thing, it makes more sense. I would agree it's not funny, but he did talk a whole lot of shit. Yeah, well, those are two things that make me not want to watch it. It's not funny. And talking shit. I don't like the uh, uh, one-sided rant, you know? If it's just some guy going on and on and on, that's kind of like that conversation that I, re I recorded with Hurricane Ashley years ago. It's just me going, I don't know, lady. I don't know, lady. 
I think you should just let it lie, lady. Kidding. Just kidding, as Freebird would say. Okay. Uh, for some reason, Ashley is attacking Corey with a go, go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's not nice. We can't be mean to each other, all right? Enough of this. Corey, Corey says, what the fuck is your problem? I literally didn't say anything. And that's true. He didn't say anything. Just out of the blue, you told the guy to go fuck himself. <laughs> fuck you. You know, but you, you got to understand, that's normal, okay? She's probably going to say, I'll fuck your dick in the next sentence. Oh my God, fuck you. I hate you. Suck your dick. I, I, I don't really think she's going to offer to suck your dick. Blue State Rob says, Oh, for fuck's sake, Corey, run with the joke. Don't be Amanda. Ashley says, uh, I just felt it. Oh. Tyler says, That's just Ashley's love language. Yeah, you're not liked if she says nothing to you. You want to be on the receiving end of one of these uh, no explanation, ridiculous attacks. Excuse me. More on this Cat Williams nonsense. He likes to say that every single movie over a five-year period that Kevin Hart did was a movie that had been on my desk. So he's this man is upset that all of these people are more famous than him. Cedric Entertainer sitting here telling you, Cedric the Entertainer sitting here telling you why he ain't a movie star. He over here looking like a walrus. He can't even get his arms off his stomach on Kanye West. I suspect that we're pretty awful people if we say that somebody got a mental illness and then we watch what they do. If you say somebody got special needs, then why would you be watching them and holding them accountable like everybody else? Wouldn't you grade them on a curve? That's true. Because, I mean, what are we reacting to? You're the one that put him in a position where he thought he was God and could call himself Jesus. Um, on Harvey Weinstein. All right, well, maybe this is something good. If you can go after Harvey Weinstein, that guy's a fucking monster. They canceled me for talking about Harvey Weinstein before all that news came out about him. But he offered to suck my penis in front of all my people at my agency. What am I supposed to do? He did all of that. I'm thinking I'm the only black person on the script. I get there. It's three other black guys on there. Huh? I told him no. What y'all do? I think we need to go back to the story about him offering to suck your penis in front of everybody at the agency. We don't care about anything else. <coughs> Excuse me. He went after Diddy, Chris Tucker, Wanda Smith, Michael Blackson, the comedian, 
Jonathan Majors, Faison Love, on Martin Lawrence, Taraji P. Henson, and Joe Rogan. He says, Joe don't want me on his show. Joe got six comedians that never been funny. He want to push out. I don't know, man. This all seems fucking filthy and awful and stupid, frankly. My God. Um, we've all had, uh, if you have a, a dog, your dog has no doubt chewed something. Thank you to Tyler for sending this along. That's pissed you off. That happened to me just the other day when my uh, copy of uh, Against the Wind by Bob Seger was uh, uh, chewed up by Darla. Um, that made me feel bad and angry. But um, this dog ate $4,000. Got himself into some pretty big trouble, wolfing down the most expensive dinner of his life, a stack of cold hard cash. Jessica Goy introduces us to the pup who's <laughs> the way this fucking dog sits. Is getting a lot of attention on social media. This is Cecil. His owners say that he's a well-behaved dog. Hey, Cecil! And he never did anything bad before until he chomped down on lots of cash, four thousand dollars to be exact. Clayton Law put an envelope with a wad of cash in it on his kitchen counter last month. He and his wife Carrie needed it for a project at their home in Pittsburgh's Point Breeze neighborhood. Clayton says about a half hour later, their seven-year-old golden doodle, Cecil, was caught red-pawed. I walked back into the room and then all this... <laughs> this dog is so chill. Oh, my God. Everybody who has one of the... I, I, I really like every dog that's a doodle dog. I've never met a doodle dog that I didn't like, Okay. They always look fucking stupid and they're they're just cute as shit and relaxed. There's like not a brain cell in there. I love them all so much. Oops. Hang on a second. This is not behaving. Ash is just strewn on the ground. He's just like this, just standing there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he ate some of this money. That's right. Cecil didn't eat any homework. He had an appetite for $4,000. Wow. Now, what you're seeing there is the bills, all the pieces of the bills. And they didn't get them out of his mouth. They would wait for the dog to shit, and then they had to wash the, the, the pieces and then build money shit puzzle. Couple describes their dog as laid back, funny, weird, and very human-like. He doesn't very do many dog things, um, you know, like he doesn't like chew furniture or like clothing or anything like that. So that's why we were kind of extra shocked when he decided to do this. This couple is so chill. Can you imagine if, I mean, that, that dog is lucky that this couple is a lot like the dog because some people might have like killed the dog. I mean, I wouldn't have done that, but some people would have lost their fucking shit if your dog ate $4,000. This guy's all laid back. He has never in his life tried to get anything from a counter. Clayton and Carrie checked with their vet, and the 100-pound doggy was okay. But they were in a rough spot. He swallowed at least $2,000. And just trying to find numbers, and we'd, like, recover something from what he had left in the yard and say, oh, my gosh, we have a six for the serial number, and uh, try to get that taped wow. in. But we had to have, like, the majority of the serial number on both sides, and the bank said if we taped it, that would help. So I'm bringing everything in in a plastic bag, and, like, I think I brought gloves for them. 
They washed the chewed up bills three or four times before bringing it all to the bank. They got most of the money back except for $500. The couple, <laughs> $500? couple posted a video sharing the story of Cecil's expensive taste and it got thousands of likes and comments. Cecil was bad to the bone for one day. Now Clayton and Carrie just laugh about their money laundering pup. And at one point he was sitting on the couch and we were just laughing thinking like there is potentially $2,000 inside of this dog. <laughs> and we're just like waiting, <laughs> like where, where is it gonna end up? And Cecil is doing just fine, and I think he's still a good boy. Jessica Gway, KDK, TV News. What the fuck is up with that dog? Yeah, fuck Our you, English dog. language learners, the opportunity fuck you, to learn. Fuck off. I've got a doodle, do you guys know that? God damn. Uh, Patrick says, these are the assholes you see on HGTV that are part-time school teachers and their home budget is $1.6 million. Uh, Cole says this guy is asshole today. Fuck him and his wife and his dog. Why? What's wrong with the guy? Uh, Ryan says the wife is kind of attractive, though. Cole says until she talks. Well, you guys are tough today. Maureen says, quote, these people are retarded. Her words. All right. Well, I can't believe that. Does that mean there's $500 still in the dog? Are they going to find more coming out of the dog in the, in the months and, and weeks that follow? Um, last night, middle of the night, Darla, she got up and puked and, um, I think, okay, we found a wood chip. We found a big piece of thread and a star off of the top of a Christmas tree ornament complete with the, the round little eyelet on top of the star where the hook would go in. I'm telling you, there's probably a ton of shit in there. That's probably been in there for weeks. The amount of um, ornaments that that dog has consumed. I just pray to God that there's no fucking hooks in there. I guess we'll find out. I guess uh, she was full of debris that can't be digested. And uh, her system went in reverse and puked it all up. Holy shit. F my life. Of course. Uh, guys get their hair cut at King's Room Barbershop. Head to one of the three locations. Northland Drive, Caledonia, or at 821 36th Street in Wyoming, Michigan. Uh, kingsroom.net for a complete listing of um, their hours and um, exact locations and who's working when at King's Room Barbershop. If you get your hair cut at uh, Jude's, Lady Jane's, Sport Clips, places like that, try King's Room Barbershop. Please mention my name. Thank you to the uh, Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Get into a mortgage today. 231-332-6505 from anywhere in the U.S. Holy cow. You will love the service that you get when it comes to getting your mortgage from the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. So be thinking about getting into that mortgage and getting your home. Start shopping for your new home today. 231-332-6505.
We talked about the Grand Rapids goal this weekend. You got tonight with Mac McClung and the Osceola Magic in town taking on your Grand Rapids gold. I'll see you there for $2 beers, $2 dogs. And uh, last but not least, thank you to my friends at Impact Power Sports online at impactpowersportsmi.com. Great group of people over there that want to work with you to get you into a fun, affordable toy so you can rip up the trails uh, in the coming weeks, months, days, years. They're in Rockford, Michigan. If you already have a toy, ATV, four-wheeler, UTV, motorcycle, and you need it repaired, take it to my friends at Impact Power Sports in Rockford, Michigan, impactpowersportsmi.com. Today's asshole of the day. Oops. Yesterday, it was uh, Diabra Redden. The dude that did the Superman um, dive across the bench to attack that judge. That was fucked up. Today, because of all the whining and bullshit and stupidity, uh, is that loudmouth fucking little shit pussy Cat Williams. Fuck Cat Williams. That's brought to you by TC Paintball. Welcome to Showbiz, you dumb fuck. All right. That's going to do it. Thank you so much for being here. I will talk to you on the Patreon. Until next time. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.